Welcome to the Automotive Leaders Podcast, where we help you prepare for the future by sharing stories, insights, and skills from leading voices in the automotive world with a mission to transform this industry together. I'm your host, Jan Griffiths, that passionate, rebellious farmer's daughter from Wales with over 35 years of experience in our beloved auto industry and a commitment to empowering fellow leaders to be their best authentic selves. Stay true to yourself. Be you and lead with gravitas, the hallmark of authentic leadership. Let's dive in. Today is a solo episode. I don't know about you, but I was inspired by Jeremy McCool, the founder and CEO of Hevo, the EV wireless charging company. If you haven't listened to that episode, I'll drop a link in the show notes. I strongly encourage you to go back and listen to it. Why? Because there's so much in there that we can learn about leadership and more importantly, future leadership in our beloved automotive industry. I'm encouraged by what I see in terms of young leaders coming through the ranks and establishing a new mold of leadership in this industry. So today, I'd like to talk about that, about future leadership in this industry. But then I want to talk about how do you declare yourself as a leader? And I'm realizing that that probably makes no sense right now, but stay tuned because it will. All right. Future leaders in automotive. I have interviewed millennial leaders and I've interviewed Gen Z leaders. If you haven't listened to the interview I did probably about uh, two years ago now, and it is the CEO of Prepared. Prepared is a company that is most definitely mission-driven. Michael Chime is the CEO. At the time, he was a Yale student, and he had an idea. He was inspired after a school shooting, and he had an idea that we needed to connect all the emergency services much better than they have been connected in the past. A lot of these communication systems were old and antiquated, and he wanted to do something about it. And he is, and he's making it happen. And when you listen to that episode, you'll get this idea that the Gen Z and millennial leaders of today are not trying to fit a mold. They're not. They're not trying to fit a mold that their father or grandfather created for them in the corporate world. My experience in the corporate world in automotive, I always tried to fit a mold that somebody else set out for me. Throughout my career, I was very good at assimilating into whatever that company culture was, and I became whatever they wanted to be. I didn't sacrifice myself completely. Of course, I didn't. I still stayed true to my core values, but I became what they wanted me to be. So if they had a more aggressive culture, I would show my more aggressive side. If they had a more collaborative culture, you would see that come out in me. But the leaders we see coming up now are not interested in fitting a mold that somebody else has established. They're very comfortable in setting out who they are as leaders. 
and being who they want to be. And they see leadership in a totally different way. They don't see it as a job that's all about controlling and managing people. They don't see it that way. Did you know that Gen Z is the first generation to prioritize purpose over money? Gen Z wants to understand what is your purpose, not only as a company, but what's your purpose as a leader? And so often we don't think about that, do we? We think about our jobs as VP of supply chain, head of HR, VP of operations, director of business development. We're all very good at articulating what that is and what we do and how we impact the bottom line. But how often do we sit back and think about what is our job as a leader? What does that look like and feel like? I want to play an excerpt from the interview I did with Jeremy McCool, the EV wireless charging company. And you really get a sense of what he believes leadership is. Again, it's not about fitting a mold that somebody else put out for him. It's about being who he is. Yes, it's about being his 100% authentic self. It's about how he understands leadership from the perspective of influence and how he indeed was influenced by his experience in the military. Take a listen. Tell me, what did you learn from your experience in leadership in the military? So first, in one word, leadership is influence. And what I learned how to do is influence people to do things that were radical. Going to war does not make sense. It really doesn't when you think of it from a very objective point of view. And putting yourself into that danger doesn't make any sense either. So you got to learn how to influence people to do things that are really impractical. And not only that, but when bullets are flying, to run towards the bullets, not away from them. And so a lot of the practical things and impractical things in leadership is influencing. And so... What I've also learned through the process of being a leader for 20 plus years now in all kinds of forms is that the more that you are able to influence people to do things that are positive, the more that they're willing to subject themselves to doing things that are unique to them or out of their bounds or out of the box of what they've ever done before. And I think ultimately that's what I've learn from the military is how to influence people to do really incredible things that they would have never have thought of doing themselves. If you can't influence people to join, build something together, to get online with your vision, to move on to the next steps and go through a lot of different phases of challenges and unforeseen things that you would never know about until you got there, then you're never going to do it because team is everything. Without team, you cannot do anything. And back to the military days, the single most important factor that made my platoon and everybody around us a success was that people bought into the vision. And then you might think, well, what's the vision of being in war? <laughs> when you're a, a military officer on the ground, especially the type of officer I was, I was an infantry officer, you're on the front line, you're responsible for everything that's happening on a battlefield. And there's more to it than just that. We were trying to 
help rebuild a nation, not just help kickstart off economic, not just things with, you know, sewage systems and central controls around those kinds of things, but just help alleviate some of the bigger problems like energy. People didn't have energy inside their homes more than an hour or two per day. And what that meant to them uh, in terms of their, their livelihoods and their quality of life. And when you get to witness that firsthand, what you quickly realize is how lucky you've been if you've had it. And then whatever you can do to ensure that you get to continue to have that, but also to help other people, I think is what we all inherently have inside of us is, is how do we help other people get at least to that certain point where they can have freedom. And so a lot of the work I did, I didn't have a command and control environment where, like you said, there was, you do what you're told and you go off and do it. It was never like that. It was me telling my leadership, this is what we're going to do, getting their advisement to make sure that we were on the same page and then putting it to my team leaders or squad leaders and the people that were in the leadership underneath me to go get it done and execute upon it. And so taking that into the business world and, and into the business climate, how's that work? Very easily, because now I know how to find something that is unique. You got to find that anomaly, that one thing that's going to change everything. Secondly, to set a vision, create a mission and a purpose around it. Clearly, Jeremy understands that leadership is about influence and he's driven with a mission and a purpose. And he's very comfortable in his own skin in articulating what that really means to him personally and how his life story and his experiences have framed up and shaped his vision and his mission for the company. It's not about command and control. It's about influence and it's leadership with conviction. And when you listen to the full interview, you will feel the level of conviction that this man has. It's palpable. It's not about compliance. And that's what I see coming through in the leaders of tomorrow, the leaders that will take this industry forward. They truly understand the importance of purpose, of vision, of conviction. It's not about leading with compliance. It's about leading with conviction. Well, what does that mean in terms of culture then? How do we flow down from this vision and purpose values. You've heard me say many times, company values are far more than some numbers that you throw up on a chart and stick it in a conference room or throw it on your website. They've got to be meaningful. They've got to flow from the purpose, from the vision. And yes, you have to have conviction behind it. Let's take a listen to what Jeremy has to say about his values. Values that other people are willing to to also get on with because the company culture is everything. You can build the greatest product in the world, but if you have a terrible company culture, it's going to destroy everything that you've built. So honesty, empathy, vision, and optimism are our four core values. And it's also the four core products that we offer, which is the HEVNO series, home, everyday, vehicle to grid, and omni. These different naming groups We've connected it back to our name. Everything is built around that brand. I love that because brand is identity and identity drives behavior. And we believe that 100%. And we believe that your identity 
is created by your habits. If that's true, then we all believe it is. Then honesty, empathy, vision, and optimism has to be innate to those habits. And that helps to drive the discipline because there is a specific vision, a very deep focus on tackling the problems with our current customer groups with logistics and transit and accessibility groups. And so in order for us to do that and do it successfully, we have to have conviction behind the brand and the behavior and the habits that are our self-identification. And there it is. You can build the greatest product in the world, but if you have a terrible company culture, it's going to destroy everything that you built. I love that quote because it goes right along in line with the mission of the podcast and my business and my mission. And that is we cannot transform the products in this industry and win in the marketplace without also transforming the culture and winning in the workplace. The two have to go hand in hand. So where do we go from here? What do we do with this? What do you do with this? As a listener to this podcast, I'm sure you agree with a lot of the things that are being said here. So what do you do? Well, I was inspired. Again, I'm always inspired by every guest I bring on the show. And I quote often, in fact, more often now than ever before, I quote Doug Conant, who is the former CEO of Campbell Soup. He turned around Campbell Soup. And I'll drop a link in the show notes uh, to the interview with him. His mantra is, you have to be tough on standards and tender-hearted with people. We know that leadership culture is important. Everybody knows it's important. But then when we have to assign some budget or focus some time to working on it, it's usually one of the first things that's off the table. Because if we can't draw that nice, neat little direct line to the bottom line, off it goes. Well, Doug has a unique ability to balance being tough on standards to get the work that you want, get the results that you want, make sure that you see the impact of the bottom line. But he does it in a way that he is tenderhearted with people and he allows his authentic leadership to shine through. Doug not only turned around Campbell's Soup with record results, but he also achieved the highest ever employee engagement survey results from Gallup. He knows how to do both. And one of the ways in which he achieves these results is truly understanding his leadership purpose and declaring his leadership purpose to his team. And I had never really heard about that. I mean, we've all got some things when people ask us when you're going into a new company with a new team, who are you as a leader and what are you all about? And you put something down on a PowerPoint and, you know, off you go. But Doug takes a much deeper approach, and he says that you can never be afraid to bring your story to the table. In fact, he encourages us as leaders to do so. Here's Doug's leadership purpose. I intend to help build high-trust, high-performance teams that honor people, defy the critics, and thrive in the face of adversity. Wow, that's a powerful statement. Now it's time for you to think about your role as a leader. 
not your job, not the mechanics of your job, your role as a leader. The role of leadership is an awesome responsibility. We hold people's lives in our hands. We control their paycheck. Fact, we do. And we can influence somebody's life. We can make it better. We can make it a wonderful, meaningful, challenging, awesome experience and culture. Or we can make it as miserable as sin. And I know if you're listening to this podcast, you're the kind of leader that wants to create a high-performance team, that wants people to feel challenged, that wants to get the best out of everyone. So where am I going with this? It's time to make your leadership statement. Now, Doug Conant has a structure that he uses in order to do this, and I'll put a link in the show notes to his book, The Blueprint. I actually did this with a client a couple of months ago, and I took him through a process, and we went through, we identified her values, her beliefs, and really took some time to understand it, and we developed her leadership statement, something that wasn't a direct copy of the company website or some value statement that she cobbled together off a conference room wall. No, no, no. This was real. This was who she is as a leader. And we put that together in a statement. And it's very meaningful because clearly she can articulate why she feels this way, which brings her story into the mix. But now here's where the magic happens. Then I saw her declare that leadership, declare who she is as a leader, what her leadership purpose is, and what that meant for how she was going to behave towards her team. I was in the room when it happened. Is that that a song? In the room where it happened? Okay, I digress. But I was in the room and I saw her go through this with her team. You could have heard a pin drop. And she said herself after the meeting, it was a magical moment. Her quote, magic happened in that room. When her team saw her go through that and the level of authenticity and vulnerability and emotion that came through, it bonded that team to her like something I have never seen. I wouldn't have expected that something so simple would be so powerful. Doug Conan clearly believes it, but Doug inspired me to use some of the principles from his book. And I saw the magic happen. It worked. I would encourage you to do the same. Ask yourself this question. Who are you as a leader? Here's some questions you can ask. Is leadership a position to you or is it a choice? Have you chosen to be a leader? Why? How do you lead? Why do you choose to lead? Do you feel the need to control people or inspire them with conviction? Take a few minutes, please, and declare your leadership purpose. Who are you as a leader? If you need some help with it, I'm here. I have a workshop to take leaders through this exercise, and it is incredibly powerful. And remember, Stay true to yourself, be you, and lead with gravitas, the hallmark of authentic leadership. Thank you for listening to the Automotive Leaders Podcast. 
Click the listen link in the show notes to subscribe for free on your platform of choice. And don't forget to download the 21 Traits of Authentic Leadership PDF by clicking on the link below. And remember, stay true to yourself, be you, and lead with gravitas, the hallmark of authentic leadership.